This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. It is just a few minutes before 3.30 here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. It's 3.30 in the afternoon, which means it's the hour of great mercy. So let's ask ourselves, what does Jesus say about this time, the hour between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock every afternoon? Jesus calls it the hour of great mercy. He addresses it multiple times in the Diary of Divine Mercy, which of course is when Jesus appears to St. Faustina from 1925 to 1938 in Poland. This message is fully approved with full authenticity by the Catholic Church. And oftentimes I read the first the first. Uh, Time Jesus addresses the hour of great mercy. Today I'm going to read the second time. This would be, let me see if I can get a quick date on this. I think I saw February 1938. So this is towards the latter part of St. Faustina's earthly life. Jesus says this, I remind you, my daughter, that as often as you hear the clock strike the third hour, immerse yourself completely in my mercy, adoring and glorifying it. Invoke its omnipotence for the whole world and particularly for poor sinners. For at that moment, mercy was opened wide for every soul. In this hour, you can obtain everything for yourself and for others. For the asking was the hour of grace for the whole world. Mercy triumphed over justice. Amen. As I was reading, it actually just got really sunny right here, and it's, uh, it's, been, it's been cloudy for the last few hours. It's, it, I've, talked, I've been talking more recently about uh, the miracles of my personal conversion. I've had multiple conversions, multiple miracles I've experienced in my own life, but I've been speaking a lot about that, the miraculous conversion uh, July 26, 2003. I talked about it a lot the last few weeks. For whatever reason, I'm finding myself being drawn to telling that story more frequently. And if you remember, there's a lot of things that I learned about that date, that time, um, that I didn't know at the time, July 26, 2003, that of course ended up being the Feast of St. Anne. Uh, I didn't know that at the time. Uh, I was praying directly and I received miraculous intercession from St. Jude. I uh, remember just very, 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 very quickly, very briefly, basically I was uh, I was going down all the wrong roads, doing all, all the wrong things. And what happened was um, basically I, I had a... a a very powerful prayer session in my car, and Jesus called me to put me right on the right roads. And it was a miraculous uh, day, and it's it was life changing. It's and I said you can, if if you you know ever wonder why I do this podcast, a lot of it has to it goes back to that uh, life changing experience. So, but what I also learned, if you remember, was that at the moment I was praying, it was three o'clock. I began praying. Now, I didn't know about the hour of great mercy, but Saint Jude did. Jesus did. Our Blessed Mother did, St. Anne did, right? St. Joseph did. My guardian angel did. But the hour of great mercy, so I learned that later because I experienced, I, I've lived the hour of great mercy. I love it. It's it's such a, it's a, if you've never said a prayer and asked for anything during the hour of great mercy, I talk to too many people that say, you know, I don't like to, I don't like to ask for things for myself. You know, I, I only like to, um, you know, I'll, I'll only pray, sometimes I'll ask for something for somebody. But you know what? I always like to ask myself, well, what does Jesus say about that? 
Well, Jesus makes it clear as day in the gospel. He says, asking you shall receive. He says it often. Now, it has to be in accordance with God's will. But listen to what Jesus says here. He says, in this hour, you can obtain everything for yourself and for others for the asking. See, Jesus wants us to ask for things. He wants to grant us good things. He says that in Scripture time and again. So don't be afraid to ask. If it's not in accordance with God's will, Jesus will give you something else that's going to that you'll that will cause you to rejoice. That's the that's the premise of what I'm getting at. But this message is actually not about the title of this message is actually Our Lady of the Rosary. But I had to reference the Hour of Great Mercy, being that it is the Hour of Great Mercy. So yes, I learned about that that during that miraculous uh, day it happened during the Hour of Great Mercy. The other thing I learned over time was this: you know, every year the church dedicates. Uh, a year to something special in the church. You know, uh, many, this year we are in, we are living the year of St. Joseph. We're aware of that, right? Uh, previous years, another big year. 2016 was the year of mercy. That was a really big year, right? So some, every year there's a dedication to the church. I remember uh, Pope Francis, I believe you, Pope Francis had the year of the Immaculate Heart, I believe a few years, a few years before that, if memory serves me correct. But I did some research, and interestingly enough, there was a whole year dedicated to the rosary, the year of the rosary. Do you know when that was? October of 2002 to October of 2003. Why is that important? Well, that was the, that, when I look at that year of my life, that was where major changes happened. Right, major changes was uh, started the year. You look at October two thousand two through the rest of that winter, and quite frankly, through the, through the rest of that spring, big time party years, big time, big time party times, and to the point where it was uh, very sinful. All right. By the time that year, the year of the rosary had finished, I fell in love with my now wife Janine, and I had turned from that party lifestyle. As a matter of fact, we. Always say November first, two thousand three. We actually, we it's which is All Saints Day. We 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 know we actually fell in love that day, which would have been the, the actual right at the completion, right at the as at, at as the year of the Rosary had completed. So I now I look back to that year of the Rosary as our Blessed Mother was constantly interceding for me, constantly for my wife for and maybe you have a miraculous story during that year. I don't know. But I know that the year of the rosary is very powerful. So this message is called Our Lady of the Rosary because in two days, which is also the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is a holy day of obligation, 40 days after Easter. It's when Jesus ascends into heaven. We celebrate that uh, this Thursday, which is May 13th. Now, May 13th is also, this will been 104 years ago on May 13th, is the first apparition at Fatima, Portugal. Our Blessed Mother appeared to the three children in Portugal, right? What did our Blessed Mother refer to herself as? Our Lady of the Rosary. She referred to herself as Our Lady of the Rosary. Now, I, I will say this. I'm going to get into that Fatima message in just a moment. As we know, this month of May is dedicated to our Blessed Mother Mary. And we know that Jesus himself founded the Catholic Church. It's in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16. I think it's verses 18 to 19. I read it often. Uh, I'm not going to repeat it at this moment, but, but yeah, we hear Jesus founding a church. That's the Catholic Church upon St. Peter. 
That's the church. That's the church we can we can trace back for two thousand years, right? Every pope from Pope Francis all the way back to Saint Peter. So, I want to I want to just mention a couple things. I have been over the last few years. I have really began a devotion to the Rosary. Now I'll admit, there's been times where I've taken. I haven't been diligent in that devotion. I, I'm sad to say, there have been times I've been very diligent in this devotion to the Rosary, and I can just. All I can say is this, I have seen, and, and I always wonder, after I'm done praying the rosary, and after I'm in, like right now I'm in the midst of uh, praying the rosary more frequently, and I always wonder, why did I ever stop? Like, Why did I ever slow that devotion down? I received such joy, such peace, so many blessings in my life. I don't know, it's, it, I, I always, I'm never disappointed. I always feel so good afterwards. So many blessings in my life have been acquired through, through, the, through the Holy Rosary. And I think one of the obstacles we say to ourselves, well, I just, I don't have enough time, right? We say, I don't have enough time. But I, you know, it was interesting. I prayed the rosary last night and I had a phone call that came in last night late and I, and I was returning it today. And I figured to myself, you know, this phone call is going to probably take about a half hour at least, probably a half hour. I marked off a half hour on my calendar for this phone call. Now I prayed the rosary last night. Okay. Now what's my point? The phone, and by the way, I wasn't sure how the phone call was going to go. The phone call that I, I, I placed this morning took less than a minute, didn't take a half hour, and guess what? It went wonderfully, perfectly, amazingly well, better than I could have ever expected. What's my point? That half, I got that time back. Do you see how that works? So many times. You see, that if that's your concern, well, I'm not going to have enough time. Find the time, and I assure you, that's what trust is. Our Blessed Mother will give you the time elsewhere. I see it happen so many times in my own life. Fatima message. This is 104 years ago. Uh, this message occurred. Now, I'm going to take this, actually, this book. Somebody, I think my brother-in-law, Christopher, gave me this book. This is an awesome book. It's by Dr. Mark Miravel. Uh, he's a permanent deacon, taught for 28 years at Franciscan University in Steubenville, which is you know, the pinnacle of devoutly Catholic universities in America, probably the world. And this book is called Meet Your Mother. And there's a chapter about uh, what goes on at Fatima. And the actual the chapter, I believe it is called in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. I'm just going to read a few parts from this book. He did an excellent job. Uh, I never met him. I would love to meet him at some point. Would uh, He actually is the president of the Marian movement as well. And actually, Father Michael Gately, who actually is from the Philadelphia suburbs, from what I understand, uh, who is, you probably recognize from EW10, he actually wrote the foreword to this book. He was actually a student of Dr. Mark Miravel at Franciscan University. So Father Michael Gately, who you probably recognize from EWTN, Marian's Immaculate Conception, known for his promotion of Divine Mercy and the 33-day consecration to our Blessed Mother Mary, which my wife and I did a few years ago. So I want to read just a couple passages here. This is a well-documented apparition. It's fully approved by the church. I'm sure you know these. You've at least heard of Our Lady of Fatima, or as our Blessed Mother refers to herself as Our Lady of the Rosary. But just a few readings I want I want to read. This was actually this one was actually July 13th, 1917. This is what our blessed mother said to the three children. I want you to come here on the 13th of next month to continue to pray the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary. 
in order to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war because only she can help you. Only she can help you. See, who doesn't want peace, right? We all want peace. And that's what I'm going to read is some of these promises of those who commit ourselves. We commit to praying the Holy Rosary. The promises that our Blessed Mother makes are astounding. You'll be so excited. You're going to have a tough time not finding time to pray the Rosary when you hear what our Blessed Mother says about if you commit to praying the Rosary. Now, then what happens is, our Blessed Mother actually shows the children a vision of hell. I'm not going to read all the specifics there, but here's what our Blessed Mother says after that occurs. You have seen hell where the, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. See, and that's what I want to focus on right now. Is just a, a three basic questions I really want to, I want us to ask. I want to get in the habit of asking. And I and right there, I kind of I want to go back to that in just a second. But just remember this: that it is God's desire to establish devotion to the Immaculate Heart. It's all about God. We're always asking, "What does God want? What does God say? What does Jesus say?" And God is saying, He wants us to move forward this devotion. This is pleasing to him. So if we love God and we're obedient to God, we by definition want to be obedient to what God says. Now you may say, well, how do you know that? Well, a couple things. Remember this. I am going to read it actually because it is that important. And, and I, I, I read this almost every episode. The church itself, the church, the church that Jesus Christ founded 2,000 years ago. Make sure I have the right page here. I'm actually going to read this right now. Let's see here. Book, this is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, verses 18 to 19. Jesus said, I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock will my church be based, and the doors of hell will not overcome it. I give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever is fixed by you on earth will be fixed in heaven, and whatever you make free on earth will be made free in heaven. Amen. Jesus is founding a church, the Catholic Church. So, in other words, God is starting a church. So we ask ourselves, what does God say about this devotion? What does God say about praying the rosary or praying to Mary? Well, look no further than what St. John Paul II said. I'm not exactly sure when he said this, but he was Pope from, what, 1978 till 2005? Here's what St. John Paul II said about the Holy Rosary. So remember, the Pope, apostolic succession is started right there with St. Peter. So every Pope is given that apostolic succession. That's the founding of the church. That's why the Pope has authority when he speaks infallibly on issues. Now, if he's speaking just um, casually, the Pope is speaking, that does not constitute infallibility. It's only when he, he officials an official church doctrine. But here's what St. John Paul II had to say about the Holy Rosary. The church has always attributed particularly particular Efficiency to this prayer and trusting to the rosary, the most difficult problems. At times, when Christianity itself seemed under threat, its deliverance was attributed to the power of this prayer, and Our Lady was acclaimed 
as the one whose intercession brought salvation. Amen. So you hear that the church is enthusiastically supporting the rosary. As a matter of fact, St. John Paul II was notorious for praying the rosary three times a day. He loved praying the Holy Rosary. He's also known as the Mercy Pope. He loved praying the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy. The Holy Rosary was it was either his favorite prayer or one of his favorite prayers, right along with the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy, and of course the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass being the ultimate prayer. But we find out that the church is saying, yes, pray the rosary. So now the question we must ask ourselves is, what does Mary say about praying the rosary? What does our Blessed Mother say? Well, we just heard right in the apparitions at Fatima, which is just over 100 years ago what our Blessed Mother said. But listen to when our Blessed Mother, this is our Blessed Mother gave the rosary to St. Dominic and Blessed Alan de la Roche in the year 1208, I believe it was, right, in France. And here's what our Blessed Mother said to St. Dominic and Blessed Alan de la Roche about the Holy Rosary. Wonder not that you have obtained so little fruit by your labors. You have spent them on barren soil, not yet watered with the dew of divine grace, when God willed to renew the face of the earth. He began by sending down on it fertilizing rain of the angelic salutation. Therefore, preach my psalter composed of 150 angelic salutations and 15 our fathers, and you will obtain an abundant harvest. Amen. The psalter is the Holy Rosary. The original rosary was given, you were to pray it in three, basically, well, you know, when we pray five decades, the original rosary, you've been asked to pray 15 decades. Now, if you can, if you have that time, that's a wonderful thing if you're able to do that. And, I, and, I've, and there are times in my life when I am able to do that. And I always love when I have the opportunity to do that. But remember, during the, as time has progressed and as the church has progressed, the church gives permission to say a five-decade rosary and great promises are attached. So the question then becomes, what else does Mary say about those who pray the Holy Rosary? I'm just going to read you some promises. And remember this. What we learn is this. Jesus and Mary keep every promise they make. I'm just going to read a few of these promises. These are made, these are the promises made that by our Blessed Mother to those who pray the rosary. This is what was passed on to St. Dominic and Blessed Alan de la Roche. So in other words, a rosary is given by our Blessed Mother. That's the importance of this. The origin is from the teaching of our Blessed Mother Mary. It's not man-made, but it's rather but heavenly-made. Make sense? Our Heavenly Mother. Has, has made these promises. Here, here's the first one. To all those who shall pray my rosary devoutly, I promise my special protection and great graces. Great graces and... Spe- who doesn't want that? That's amazing. Grace is another word for gifts. Another promise. Those who shall persevere in the recitation of my rosary will receive some special grace. Now, I've also seen that written as signal grace. Um, I, I, some say that it's a form of signs just to let you know you're on the right path and you end up finding out more and more and you, you start to get like clues. Okay. If you're thinking about God's will, because that's what this is all about. Right. And our blessed mother starts to give you clues, whether in different forms, you just, it's, it's hard to explain. It can be through the mouth of a human. It can be just different things that you're seeing consistently in your life, but it's, a, it's like a, it's a signal grace. And uh, some say don't call it a sign, but I think it's fair. It's kind of like a sign. It keeps you to let you know you're on the right track. Another promise. This is an awesome one. The rosary will be a very powerful armor against hell. It will destroy vice, 
deliver from sin, and dispel heresy. Now, uh, I don't drink anymore. I think it's fine if people are able to drink. If you have that ability to be able to drink uh, moderately, that's awesome. Good for you. I can't. I have a really tough time stopping. In other words, um, I think it would be fair to say that I would. I used to have a drinking problem. I used to drink way too much. I think I've told this story quickly. Uh, basically, come home from work. If I had a good day, I'd drink to celebrate. Had a rough day, I'd drink to you know like just de-stress, if that's such a word, right? Um, but what the problem was when you're drinking, you don't pray. See, now at night, I like to pray the rosary. If I had been drinking, I wouldn't do that. Do you see that? So, but the interesting thing where I'm going with this is I don't even have the desire to drink anymore. That desire's gone. Well, it's been it's been gone. Out could it ever come back? Of course it could come back. But our blessed mother, if I can, if I stay consistent praying the rosary, it's not going to come back. Our blessed mother's not going to allow that. Why? Because she promises. It will destroy vice. Deliver from sin and dispel heresy. Not that drinking in and of itself is a sin. I'm not saying that. But drinking uh, excessively is, it's a problem, right? So I think anybody in their right mind would admit that. So I've lived that promise. So I want to make sure I, I testify to that. Uh, let's see if I can get another one. I want to, oh, here we go. The rosary will make virtue and good works flourish and will obtain for souls the most abundant divine mercies. It will draw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities and will lift them to the desire of eternal things. Oh, that souls would sanctify themselves by this means. I just want to focus on this. Our Blessed Mother saying she's going to obtain the most abundant divine mercies for you, for me, for those who say the rosary. That divine mercy is miracles. We find that out in the Diary of Divine Mercy. That's what's so powerful about this. Our Blessed Mother, another promise, those who trust themselves to me through the rosary will not perish. You're going to go to heaven. That's what she's saying. You're not going to perish. Whoever will recite my rosary devoutly, reflecting on the mysteries, shall never be overwhelmed by misfortune. He will not experience the anger of God, nor will he perish by an unprovided death. The sinner will be converted, but the just, but the just will persevere in grace and merit eternal life. Never be overwhelmed by misfortune. That sounds awesome, right? It's a lot of peace. It's what we're talking about. Those truly devoted to my rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church. Those who are faithful to recite my rosary shall have during their life and at their death the light of God and the plentitude of his graces and will share in the merits of the blessed. I will deliver promptly from purgatory souls devoted to my rosary. True children of my rosary will enjoy great glory in heaven. What you shall ask through my rosary, you shall obtain. Wow. Just a few more. I mean, just uh, uh, if you've never heard these, or if you have heard these, I've heard these a lot of times. It makes me so excited. I want to, I, I like, I'm so excited to pray the rosary today. Later today, I'm going to be praying the rosary. I can't wait. Very excited because these promises get you, your, your heart gets excited, you get enthused, and you see these powerful blessings in your life. To those who propagate my rosary, I promise aid in all their necessities. See, don't just pray. Now, praying is, that's the, that's the, the, 
That's the key part, right? That's, that's the most important part. But promote it too. Promote it. Tell people about it. Tell people your story. Tell people the blessings you've received. Tell them the peace you've experienced. I have obtained for my son that all the members of the Rosary Confraternity shall have as their intercessors in life and in death the entire celestial court. I'm going to stop right there on that promise. Do you understand what that means? That's a communion of saints. The entire communion of saints you're going to have as your intercessor during the life and at death. Think about that. All the... St. Jude, my patron saint. I love St. Jude. St. Jude, is, Jude has, has been a miraculous intercessor in my life. And I'm working on a new story. I'll be able to tell you soon enough. I kind of hinted at it a couple weeks ago. As to a St. Jude's miraculous intercession. I'm seeing amazing results in that. I'll, tell, I'll update that at the appropriate time. St. Joseph. It's a year of St. Joseph, our beloved guardian. St. Rita, Saint of the Impossible. St. Anthony. Saint of the Miracles. All these great, wonderful saints you're going to have as your intercessor during life at the hour of death. Why? Because her Blessed Mother is the queen of all saints. So when we ask ourselves, what does the church say about the Holy Rosary? We have our answer. What does our Blessed Mother say? I didn't say it. I'm just repeating what the Blessed Mother said. Live it. You're going to love it. Last question we have to ask ourselves what did Jesus say? What does Jesus say about the Holy Rosary? And I'm going to close on this point. This is taken from the Flame of Love book. This is when Jesus and Mary appeared to Elizabeth Kindleman in Hungary in the 1960s, all the way through to, I think, 1982. I read this last night. If I had ever read this, I had forgotten it. But this will get you excited. And this is in a very specific form, not only praying the Rosary, but praying the Flame of Love Rosary. If you don't know about the Flame of Love Search it online. I've done podcasts on it. You can go back through the podcast page and find the flame of love. It's a, it's a, it's an additional um, petition within the within the Hail Mary that our Blessed Mother requested. But then my point is, is this is what Jesus say about those who say the Rosary, those who go to Mary for help. Watch what her flame of love, her immaculate heart, does for you, for me, and for all of us who commit to saying the Holy Rosary. This chat, this this title is actually called it's called Family Blessings. It's a sentence or two, very powerful. Art, this is what Elizabeth Kinnelman wrote. By the way, this is fully approved by the church, this message. Our lady said that the flame of love protected my family. The evil one could not lead them into sin. Jesus said, because of my mother's prayer. I was here all night blessing your family. How much we love you. Let us resolve to pray and promote the Holy Rosary. Our Lady of the Rosary, please pray for us. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Thank you for listening, supporting, and sharing the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.